We're the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, waxing poetic, among other things. How's everybody doing? You know, I was doing pretty good until I remembered like how we're about to go into a f- oh god, uh, a what dungeon? Tom? Another fucking dungeon, Alex. You ever, you ever come to terms with it, Tom? Look, Tom. Out of everybody, you're the only person who's ever been in a fucking dungeon. So that is- yeah, <laughs> in a sex dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> He's right, dude. <laughs> Got him. That that remains to be seen. If this is actually a dungeon or not, who's to say? You're to say. You know, Alex. I'll yeah, but, but I'll uh, I'll bet one of my say. hero points on this. You're gonna bet a hero point. I that will bet a hero. Th- the point map that we're this on is- either is or leads to a dungeon. Yes, a dungeon crawl. That brings us back to this northern way station just outside of Vigil, where you all have. Uh, approached it with the hopes of finding a guard named Doswin to ask her about a, uh, a a shield that might point you in a direction in your investigation. But upon arriving here, you found it uh, ransacked. Uh, and you found a few bodies hung up in front of this gate. One of the bodies was actually still alive. You caught him down and uh, that started a fight with some whites, uh, but they went down pretty easily. And uh, Rogyar has healed this guy, and he's now cut free. He said he'd tell you what happened next week, which seemed like a really weird thing for somebody to say. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's delirious or something. So yeah, he. Uh, all right, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll tell you everything. Oh. <clears throat> there were there were assailants. They arrived dressed dressed in crow masks and and feathered coats. Uh, They came and attacked us, uh, I I think, a few hours ago. Uh, They overwhelmed us uh, because we we weren't expecting an attack to come from from the from the south, from the same direction as Vigil. But they took it. They took us out and uh, they they kidnapped our our commander, uh, Toswin Arbery, Um, and I, I. I, I knew that if I if I just laid still, that maybe they would just leave me alone because I, I, they hadn't killed me yet. But I, I heard, I think she was the leader, uh, a, a gnome, uh, some uh, a female. Uh, she had uh, wild purple hair. Uh, she told one of the other ones to uh, make it look like an orc raid. Uh, but then this 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 big guy, uh, he 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 did look like an orc, but uh, he came and he, he strung me up along with the other two and I, I think I don't think he, he knew I wasn't dead then but he, he didn't seem to care and I've just been hanging here very interesting now this what was her name? Doswin Arbery where is she now? I, I don't know Just with, 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 those, with those people I, I would assume I have no idea where they went you didn't see which way they went? no no I was, I was still up on the parapets and I I was just trying to to stay alive. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if if they if they went this way or, or that way. Any points uh, up and down the road, or or if there's even anyone still here. I I have no idea. All right, let's string him back up, and maybe he'll remember. Oh no, please! <laughs> uh, that's that's everything. I swear. Just uh, do you recognize them? And I point to the three w- dead whites on the ground. Oh uh, no! Oh what? 
What are those things? No, I, I've, I've never seen them before in my life. Sense motive. Yeah. Okay. Not that I don't think you're a trusting person, but... They're undead in vigil, like... Your first instinct is going to be like, I don't know who the fuck they are. Like, no, no, go look again. <laughs> are they friends? <laughs> are they former friends? Uh, so I got a 29. All right. You get the feeling that he's being uh, forthcoming and truthful with you. How long have you been stationed in this uh, in this area? I've been at the, the this way station for, I don't know, almost a year now. Oh, so can you give us a general layout of this uh, facility, just just so we uh, uh, we have some sort of path knowledge? Yes, uh, there's there's no less than thirty seven rooms, God. and they all intertwine, and it's just a <laughs> giant maze in there. Uh, very similar to a dungeon crawl of sorts. So, yeah, something something <laughs> of a dungeon crawl just to get to the bathroom. Was that not subtle enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Answering Vipera though, he says it's just he, he points to the other end of the of the gate. So like, it, I don't know if you can still tell with all the figures there, but there's a, a gate laid down right here, uh, and on the other side of it, uh, he he points over there. And he says you just go up the stairs there, and it's it's just like one room, and then some stairs, and there's another room, and, and there's a washroom too, I guess, but it, it's not big. All right, Vapira puts her uh, puts her hands on her hips and is just like, "Let's let's go." Yeah, well, there's got to be clues to be found, and there might even be other survivors hiding in there. We should make sure. If there's even one more room outside of that washroom, I am finding you. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, you should go back to the town. Alert yeah, the... I'll just start limping my way down there right now. You should alert the guard as quick as possible, so that way they can I... send reinforcements. However far I could get, I'm sure uh, you can get there ten times faster with this. And he like points to your horse-drawn carriage. With with your carriage, uh, I don't suppose you could give me a lift. You guys, you don't have stables here. We're stationed here long term. If we need to get somewhere, we're expected to to walk. It's not a terribly long walk if you're in good in you're you're, you're in uh, good health. But I am not. Well, time's a wasting, folks. Let's get out. Let's get in here and see what we can find. All right. So you just uh, go north of the gate. Yeah. Just tell this guy to just wait here, and I guess we'll bring him back to town after we investigate the place. Thank you, thank you. I'll I'll do that. You know, my peer is like already walking out front. Like she has the utmost confidence in this person that he is telling the truth. That it's just three rooms in there. She is walking in there confidently, ready to blow up whatever's in there. Well, Uchid has uh, seen this Vipira before, so he will definitely <laughs> let her go first because she's going to go first if she wants to. So you get north of the gate, and the scorched ruins of a building and a wall still smolder to the north of the gate. Only charred wood and blackened foundation posts remain. To the east, a stone staircase ascends to a steep ramp up to a whitewashed stone building above the high wall between the cliffs. Vipira walks up those steps. Okay. 
anybody else moving? Oh, yeah. All right. Whether or not everybody Just like else... before, I'm going to be uh, Uhtred's little Rogiar balloon. Yeah, whether or not everybody else is uh, aware of it, Viper is absolutely just charging the front. Yeah, we're not aware of it. I mean, I'm sure you're making enough noise where just walking silently, everybody can kind of, at the very least, make sure you stay ahead of them. Uh, so you, you, you go up these steps, and you take a right, and you see uh, uh, shattered double doors hanging open, revealing a, a room beyond. We enter with no hesitation. Yeah, I shatter them even further, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Man, okay. Vipira is so angry right now. <laughs> so mad. For like it's not even no a dungeon. Reason. I know. Yeah, she's just riding on that better not be a dungeon energy. That is the exact energy she is riding on right now. It's just like, I just got back to civilization. I do not want to be in another enclosed area with this... With this fucking cult. It's the same cult. It has to be the same cult. Mm. So you enter the room, and uh, it's uh, actually illuminated by a faint glow from a neglected fireplace. Uh, An overturned desk stands among a sea of papers, splintered wood, and some kind of slick substance covering the stone floor. A damaged armoire stands against the west wall, its clothes heaped nearby, and a narrow wooden door leads east. Uh, what is the slippery stuff on the floor? The slippery stuff on the floor, he says. You can give me a knowledge nature or craft alchemy check. Oh, that's an 11. 25. Okay, uh, it appears to be a simple mixture of water, lard, and lye. Essentially a very thin hand soap. Your best guess, Uhtred, is that it's probably, and it appears to be uh, that it used to be in a, you see a smashed barrel that it seems to uh, have been leaking out of. Uh, Your best guess is that it was probably used uh, defensively, or that's that's what its its purpose is. It could be dumped down the, the ramp outside the double doors to make them too slippery to ascend. You're not sure uh, why the barrel's uh, busted open and it's all over the floor here, but you know that uh, any acrobatics checks you make in this room uh, have the DCs increased by five. Uh, I'll do a quick detect magic. You are detecting magic and you are picking up a magical aura. The aura is coming from inside the damaged armoire on the west wall. Okay, I'll uh, I'll kind of start looking through the armoire. I assume I eventually will locate the source of the ore. I'm just gonna roll a spellcraft. So you discover that the uh, the ore is coming from uh, a badly scorched uh, leather cloak. Okay, and I got a 29 spellcraft. Uh, you identify this as a cloak of fiery vanishing. Uh, the is actually uh, charred by design. Uh, it's charred and blackened around the edges, and smells faintly of soot. Once per day, when subject to an effect that deals fire damage, when subject to an effect that deals fire damage, the wearer can spend an immediate action while obscured by the flames to become invisible, leaving behind an illusory pile of ashes and bones as if he had been slain by the fire effect. 
the wearer's invisibility and his illusory remains last for five rounds or until the wearer attacks any creature. Uh, creatures that study or interact with the ashes can make a DC 11 will save to disbelieve the illusion, though this does not end the invisibility effect. So, obviously super easy to see through that, but you get invisibility as an immediate action. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. I just like the effect of it. You think yeah. you just disappear into a pile of ash. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just so extra. And that was uh, the Uchra. only magical aura I detected? It is. However, uh, when you move this cloak, you like take it off the hook that is hanging on, you see a niche uh, behind the armoire, uh, clearly meant to be like a hidden panel that the cloak was obscuring. Okay. Uh, inside the niche, uh, you find a dossier labeled Six Wise Crows in bold ink. Is it the type of thing I could read right now, or it would take a little time commitment to go through it? Uh, it's not very long, but it seems very extensive. Okay. Wait. Extensive is like... Like, it's like shock. each... Yeah, yeah each page is just like covered with in, in notes and details, but there's only like seven pages okay but i mean still there were like seven pages were kind of it'd probably take you like to to really thoroughly go through it'd probably take you like 10 minutes to a half hour okay so i'm gonna pocket it for now is that the only thing in the secret compartment i'm just gonna make sure i do one quick like feel around the edges like inside the secret compartment to make sure there's not like a trap floor to the secret compartment uh you find uh Three small, like, I mean small, vials. Uh, you can make a knowledge nature or craft alchemy check. Usher got an 18 on his knowledge nature. Uh, with an 18, you're not sure, but it looks like three vials of poison. You just don't know what kind. And that's everything in the secret compartment? Yep. Usher um, I, I, would uh, probably give the poisons to... Brogyar then, as he wouldn't have a lot of use for him. Okay. I mean, I definitely don't have much use for them, but I'll hold on to them. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so now what do you do? Next room? Onwards! Uchu uh, would start making his way through that uh, eastern door. Not before Vipira, I bet. Yup. Okay, so the room beyond looks like a narrow 20 foot long hallway that you can turn left or right into, and at either end of the hallway, uh, there is stairs leading upwards. Well, up the stairs? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which staircase do you go up? North or south? Uh, Vipira starts walking up the north one, and like, I'm going north. Yeah, I'm following Vipira. I'm not uh, going off on my own, especially not with Elias. That man's a maniac. I thought you guys were all buddy buddy cop now. Oh yeah, we are, but he is a maniac. <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, I'm oh, also I think a maniac, he's wrong. So it, yeah, I mean, works. I would say Randolph is a maniac. I'm not. I've seen nothing to imply Thelias is a maniac. So if you uh, if you scroll down a little bit, I've placed Vipera at the top of the stairs on the next floor up. Rogyar will likely recognize this when he gets up there, but this looks like the top of the of the wall that the whites were hanging out on that has the gate underneath it mm -hmm. um if you look way over in the uh 
the western like on the western end of the of the wall you do see like a a pile of stuff just kind of unceremoniously uh, placed there well let's go check out the stuff okay uh it looks like it's just loot that got stripped from the knights that got attacked here. Uh, you find seven masterwork breastplates, seven heavy steel shields, seven long swords, and seven composite longbows, and a total of 280 arrows. I'll say, personally, Rogar is fine with not taking any of that because it would feel weird just taking this from like the vigil guard you know yeah i think we also they would want us to have it i think we could leave it and get it on our way out if we do decide to bring it with us exactly yeah we don't need to grab it now okay all right back to uh the stairs yep all right so you go back down the stairs and then you're gonna go up the southern staircase sounds like it all right uh with Vipira going first, I assume. So Vipira goes up these steps first, followed closely, I assume, by Uhtred. And this functional sleeping room includes a bed covered in wool blankets, an an armor stand holding a suit of polished full plate armor, a footlocker, and a cold fireplace. Thick curtains tied off with leather cords hang above the entrance to a privy, and stairs that descend to the east where you came up from. You see two people in here. Uh, you see a a woman with uh, with like uh, very tan skin, and she has a robe uh, decorated with crow feathers. And the other creature, a ferocious orc-like creature with pallid flesh is covered in scars and burns. Its muscles are thick and corded, and its hate-filled eyes seem to reflect death wherever they stare. Uh, are these both of them alive? And she appears to be a human? We have the goggles. You have to tell that's, us. That's a hard question to answer. Hold on a second. <laughs> we have the goggles. You have to tell us. Okay, so your goggles inform you that both creatures are alive and in good health. Uh, however, you can give me a knowledge local check on the orc-like creature. 30. Oh my god. Okay. I was going to roll, but uh, I'll just hope that works. No. I got a, I, I got a 23. Both Vipira and Uhtred uh, are aware of creatures called Mortix. Mortix are humanoids, uh, although they are afflicted with the Fiji... Fi- with the physiology and appetites of undead. As living humanoids, they crave community and friendship, but their necromantic nature forces them to indulge in inhuman hunger and commit violence against the living. As a result, most Mordics lurk at the edge of civilization or isolate themselves with others of their own kind. Although living creatures, Mordics can suspend their living processes temporarily, becoming more like undead. Uh, you know that this creature, there are different uh, types of Mortix, just like there are different types of dragons or undead. And you know that this specifically is a life leecher Mortic. Vipira, you can ask me one question about life leecher Mortix. And Uhtred, you can ask two. Do they have any energy resist? Actually, no, I don't want to know that. Scratch that. 
give me one cool thing that it does. Guessing it has a life leech of some sort. They have an ability called Leech Life. Uh, three times per day, as an immediate action after a successful bite attack, a life leecher morta can siphon a portion of its target's life energy into itself. This functions as the energy drain universal monster rule, uh, which I believe is negative levels. Yep. Yep. It is one negative level. Uh, if the Mordic drains a level in this way, it gains the benefits of a haste spell. Oh, fuck that guy. Okay. Um, I would also like to know any DR. Uh, does not have DR. Vipera, you have a question? Give me another cool, uh, cool thing that it can do. With pleasure. You know about its Mordic ferocity. It has ferocity as the universal monster rule which is the same as what an orc has. Uh, if you bring it below zero hit points, it remains conscious, but it is staggered. Uh, however, when the life leecher Mordic falls below zero hit points, it does not lose any hit points per round, and it is not staggered. A life leecher Mordic still dies when it reaches a negative number of hit points equal to its constitution score. Life leecher Mordics fighting in this state are driven by instinct and default to attacking with their natural weapons, bolstered by their... Uh, leech life and death knell abilities. Uh, I shouldn't have told you that. Uh, <laughs> using manu- using manufactured weapons or using any other tactics or abilities requires the life leecher Mordic to succeed at a will save to suppress its instincts. All right, so let's uh, unpause. Uh, you guys walk up the steps. Uh, yeah, these two uh, creatures they they hear people coming upstairs. They do not seem to be able to see Vipira. But they do see Uhtred. And the the orc-like creature says, mm, Interlopers. And everybody roll initiative. Okay, Vipira. 24. Okay. Uhtred. 15. Rogyar. 23. Wow. Randolph. I was pretty stoked on my 21, but... Oh, and, uh... Lest we forget Yando. Yando with a good old 25. Suck it, Vipira. Oh, God. Do the voice. Suck it, Vipira. (laughs) Vipira gives him a scowl. But he can't see it, but he feels it. He knows it's there. So up first is Yando, who is at the bottom of the steps. Uh, All right, uh, so Yando is going to... Uh, delay because there's really not much he can do right now and that brings us to Vipira Vipira takes a uh, five foot step to to this orc's uh, immediate left okay and is going to uh, claw claw alright he will be flat footed for the first one he'll be flat footed for both why? Because it's his first round go. of combat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he'll be flat-footed minus two for the first one. Yeah. All right. A twenty-one to hit the first. Uh, for the first hit. Twenty-one will hit. All right. For twenty-eight damage, and then I don't think you said that he had any resistances, so. Uh, one fire and uh, six acid. So a total of 35 damage yes. with the fire and acid. 
I said he didn't have any DR. Uh, Nick originally asked if he had oh. any energy resistances, but uh, changed his mind. Okay. He seemed to have taken damage from everything. Nice. Uh, next to hit is uh, 23. 23 hits. For a total of 26 damage. Very, very nice opening turn. And it is now Rogyar's turn. All right. Uh, Rogyar does not like the look of that thing. Uh, just a question. This room is literally just like the three squares by three squares here. Pretty much, yeah. And it's probably, what, just like 10 feet tall, like a normal room? Interior ceiling heights average eight feet. Okay. Uh, Rogar is going to fly straight up the stairs into the corner and be right to Vipera's cell. And he's going to uh, he's going to fire an empowered uh, cold blast at the Mordic. Okay. See, see if I can't finish this thing off. Oh, uh, on top of this, hold up real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, minus two to its AC and a minus two uh, and a minus one to its dexterity. Minus two, minus one to its dexterity, twice. Oh, twice! It's per sneak attack that you can do that one. All right, dude, that's okay. awesome. Okay, and you can interrupt me anytime to give penalties to the enemy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, uh, empowered ice blast coming at the Mordek, but that is a twenty against his touch AC. Well, that'd be his flat-footed touch AC. Uh, Minus two because of Vipira's. So, yeah, that absolutely hits. All right, and that is 31 cold damage. And Rogiar takes one point of burn. And by doing that, he also pops up a nice... Uh, there's now, like, a solid floating shield of ice, like, floating in front of Rogiar. The orc-like Mordic is still standing. He looks pissed. Yeah, that ferocity is going to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, remember, Yendo could take his turn anytime. <laughs> uh-huh. It'd be really nice to do, you know, before this thing goes. I mean, he also doesn't really know what's going on up here. He just hears stuff. Yep. So he, uh, sure, Yendo will, will take his turn. He's going to run up the stairs and stop between... Uh, Rogyar and Uhtred and uh, just say, oh, fuck! And he's gonna just do a vital strike shot at the Mordic. Okay, that's gonna hit. Deals 11 damage, and it's still up. It is now the woman's turn. Vipira, I need a will save. Will save. As as she casts a spell. Alright. Oh! Yeah, yeah. That's a 25 with a natural 20. Yeah, that might as well happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so she casts uh, what looks like is going to be a very nasty spell. I give her a death stare. She returns it, but you see like a bead of sweat run down her face. Uh, Randolph. All right, how do I get in there and start bashing people? The room is full of people, and I don't see. Uh, So let's see. Uh, What square did you start in? He's at the bottom of the stairs yet. Yeah. It'll be 15 feet to get to Yando's square, and then you can move diagonally southeast or northeast from there 
for your 20th foot of movement and be flanking the orc guy with Vipira. All right, that sounds good. Do I tell Thalias to wait in the car or leave the AC on or what? Well, Thalias can... uh, Thalias has 30 feet of movement, right? You've got 20 feet. Oh, so he can even come over here, you're saying? Like behind me? I mean, yeah, he can (laughs) wait in the bathroom, I guess. Or he can... (laughs) He can kind of awkwardly be on one of these squares that's occupied by the bed. No, he'll wait in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, those those are move actions for you guys. All right, so I get a attack action then. And... Scythe attack! Uh, 22. 22's going to hit. bonuses. Oh, sick. Uh, 8 damage, plus bonuses. What bonuses? <laughs> I don't know. He's just Tom he's throwing it out there all. so somebody would go. Yeah, <laughs> from this. All. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll eight damage to this guy, and he is still oh, standing. No. Wait, as a free action, I can't switch places with Thalias, um, can I? No. I do my damage, and then see that he's still standing. Uh, hey, Thalias, <laughs> borrow you for a second? All right, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, up next is uh, Uhtred. Unless you have uh, Thalias do something, Joe. I mean, couldn't Thalias attack the woman? No. Is there there's... a divider here? Yeah, it looks like I'm in a... Yeah, he's kind of... Oh, I see. I mean, honestly, no. I, I don't. Now that I'm looking at it, I don't think Thalias could have gotten in there anyway because the woman's kind of blocking the door. <laughs> so he's going to have to be in one of these two squares up here. I just Okay. Ima- I just imagine well, then... Thalias kind of... Uh shoving her way shoving his way past the woman just to get by the way the this bathroom. is an emergency it's, it's an emergency if well if i'm standing there can i attack the uh, guy that um randolph just attacked yeah oh 29 29 hits four damage plus bonuses <laughs> he's still standing no. I look over at Elias like, whoa, <laughs> should we be in this crowded room with uh, all these people and directly in danger? Okay, Uhtred. Uh I guess I have to attack him. Yep. <laughs> Finish him uh, off, Uhtred. Yeah, what do my goggles say for like what he's looking like health-wise? Uh, he was... Uh, what's like the near-death four hit points? Yeah. Something like he that. He was there a few hits ago. Okay, so he's into the negative con. We just got to get all the way yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to cast a spell. I think I might just just hit him with a full round scimitar. He's got a minus two to AC and a uh, and flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to assume this isn't the last thing we fight in here, and I'm just going to make a standard full round attack with Valo. Uh, that's going to be a 17 plus bonuses. <laughs> uh, 17, let's see, he's flat footed. Uh, Vipira gave him minus, uh, minus two. 2 penalty to dex, but that doesn't yeah. affect his flat no, 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 not to dex. Uh, to to just his AC. Well, you also gave him 2 Dex damage. Yes, I did give him two dex damage. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Uh, Alright, so it is his flat-footed minus two. A 17 does not hit. Okay, then my 15 on the uh, follow-through is not going to hit as well. That is correct. And now it is the orc's turn. And he's had eyes for Vipira ever since she showed herself. 
Well, so I've had eyes is, for him too. Yeah, but he doesn't. Know uh, that. So he's gonna fly into a rage, and he's gonna full attack. All right, so we're gonna start with a bite. That's a twenty to hit. Does not hit. He's gonna follow it up with two claws. Live by the claws, die by the claws. Hell yeah, that's a twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight hits. Okay, how about a twenty-five? It doesn't hit. Okay. Okay, you take nine points of damage from the claw. All right. My bear is like, yeah, that feels good. All told, that could have been much worse. Yeah. Uh, now it is Viper's turn again. <laughs> you fought honorably with your claws. He just snarls. Let me show you what some real claws can yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, a twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four hits. All Let right. me know if you do more than one point of damage. Oh, I do. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> wow, <laughs> wasting that crit. So, and, well, we not necessarily because I still have that five-foot step that I could take, right? Yeah, so with his, like, including his con score, which is what you need to have negative to be truly dead uh, below zero, uh, this guy technically has 116 hit points. Holy and shit. by the end of Randolph's turn, he had taken 115 <laughs> damage. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> This is Elias' fault. I can yeah. talk with him. Well, also, if Nick had hit it with either of his attacks, yeah. the guy would have dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Viper bumps up the five feet, uh, and she takes a swing at this lady. Okay. Uh, with a natural 20 for a 32 to hit. Yep. And a 21 confirmation. 21. Confirms the crit. Elby, let's, let's see. Go. Slashing crit. Uh, this is called a missing ear. So it's normal damage. So you're not getting the extra crit damage. Okay. And one charisma drain. And she's going to have a minus four on perception checks to listen until healed. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> the fuck. So. Tell me about damage. Um, so damage is going to be, uh, it is going to be sixteen damage, uh, ten normal, and then uh, three fire and uh, three acid. All right, you really claw the shit out of her, the side of her face. Yep. Now it is Rogiar's turn. Okay. She's yeah. gonna have soft cover unless you get above Thalias, Vipera, or Randolph. Yeah, and you'll be squeezing then. Like Rugger is going to just thematically, he'll like float up to the ceiling to get as as best of a shot as he can. But I know mm. that's still technically the same cube that I'm in. But he mm. will, uh, yeah, he'll then hit her with a cold blast, uh, okay. ga- gathering power to empower it. That's a 22 against her touch AC. 22 against touch with cover does hit. All right. So that is 34 cold damage. Very nice. I imagine as, as he's gathering power for this, you guys just feel the temperature in the room drop by like five degrees. All right. So now it is this woman's turn and uh, she's... Uh, like her, she's got you know bigger things to worry about now. But right after Vipira dropped the 
the life leecher Mordic, uh, she like looked down at his dead body in like anger, and rage, disgust, and then she like was like looking back up at Vipira, and oh, she I looks absolutely life. pissed. Yeah, yeah, get pissed. So she's gonna roll to cast defensively, success, and now she's gonna make a touch attack, and that is a. 26 versus Vipira's touch AC. <laughs> my AC is a 26. Your touch, Your touch AC. AC? Oh, my touch. Oh, never mind. No, that hits. Okay. Uh, now she's got to make a caster level check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Passes that. And finally, Vipira needs to make a fortitude save. A, uh, a 23. And you know what? I'm gonna add a, uh, I'm gonna add a hero point to that, to add plus four. I don't want to nice. fuck around with whatever this shit is. So twenty-seven. Her hand seethes with an eerie dark fire, and she like gets you right on the, right on the like the side of the neck. She just like winds back with a like a bitch slap. You make your fortitude save. So you take 20 points of damage. Wow. That's on a pass save? Yeah. Do I even... Like, do I want to know, like, what this could have been? Is this insta-death right there? Anyone who oh. saw her uh, casting the spell can make a spellcraft check. 25. 28. Okay, Randolph and Uhtred both uh, identify the spell she cast as Slay Living. Uh, Sounds excuse me. <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, room for interpretation there, huh? <laughs> uh, so it's it's got a it's got a few gates, especially considering she had to cast defensively and roll spell uh, spell resistance. Uh, in addition to all that, but assuming you make a uh, a touch attack, uh, if the target fails their save, they take twelve d six plus one per caster level uh, points of damage. Uh, on a successful fortitude save, it's only 3d6 plus one per caster level. Wow. And, That's a well-used well hero point, Tom. And uh, I just like the, the final sentence of the spell. The subject might still die from damage even if it succeeds on its saving throw. Oh my god. Wow. You don't say. How, how much was the DC that I had to pass? Uh, who knows? Oh. It was less than uh, 23 plus 4. Or 27, as the cool kids say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she uh, she hits you with that. And uh, uh, it is now Randolph's turn. Okay. Well, I'll put her down. No problem. Please do. Full attack from me and Thelias. Power attack. 27 to AC. 27 hits. 10 damage, plus 6 for power attack. Nice. Uh-huh. And the second attack, which I... Will I need to make a second attack? Yep. Yeah. That one's just a 14 to AC. Okay. A 14 is not going to hit. But then but. comes the Lias! 23 to hit. Uh, 23 is going to hit. And this one's also a power attack, by the way. 7 damage. All right. Let's talk about that second slam. Ooh, this is messy. I figured maybe he would kill her there, and the second one would go off. Uh, wouldn't go off. 
But if it did go off, then it's a natural one. All right, let's roll, roll to confirm. Yes, let's roll to confirm. Ah, natural one to confirm. Oh my god! Roll to, roll to suicide. How does no. this work? <laughs> no. That suicide. is that that is a confirmed fumble. Oh no! With a natural attack. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this is a natural attack. So this is called broken tooth, but uh, <laughs> considering ah. it's the lias, <laughs> it's like a broken. Everybody knows finger. he had no teeth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but broken two. You take a minus two penalty on attack rolls for one d six minutes. Whatever. Okay. Doesn't bother me none. All right. Moving on. It is. I think now it's Yando's turn. Uh, so Yando's gonna five foot step and be like kitty cornered to Vipira and Rogyar in kind of the the center left of the room, and. He's going to spend a move action to share his favorite enemy bonus with everybody. And then he's going to Vital Strike Deadly Aim. And that's going to hit, even with the soft cover she is getting. That's going to do 13 damage. And that is enough to put her down. Oh, BS. Oh, fine. My God. Yando <laughs> kills, uh, killed Stealer. I'm cool, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. No, I'm absolutely okay with it. All right. Okay. So what do you guys do? Take a look around for clues and or whatever these people might have had on them. But Pure kind of like rolls her shoulder a little bit. I don't know how lucky I got there, but uh, if somebody doesn't mind a uh, a quick uh, heal, I, I'll, I'll be more than happy to take that. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I can patch you up, girl. And Rugar will actually take this burn himself, so Viper is not going to take any non-lethal. Oh, you you could do that now. Oh, I've always been able to do that. <laughs> I just don't like. I take enough burn on my own that that's, I don't need that, to take more by healing you. Like, that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, you heal seventeen. All right, nice, nice. Okay, so uh, anybody searching this woman will find uh, that she's wearing a plus one suit of chain mail. Just a regular mundane-ass dagger, a light crossbow with 20 bolts. Uh, she has a plus one cloak of resistance, a headband of plus two wisdom, a ring of protection plus one, an unholy symbol, a vial of unholy water. She has a number of onyx gems. I'll need an appraise check for those. And uh, silver dust in another vial. I'll need a a praise check for that. And 162 gold pieces and a magical pearl that I'll need a knowledge arcana check for. Rogar got a 23 on an appraise for the onyx and a 21 for the silver. 20 and 23 from old Randy. And Uchir got a 22 on the spellcraft. Between Rogar and Randolph, you identify that the onyx gems are worth a total of 500 gold. And the silver dust is worth 25 gold. Um, and anyone who wants to can give me like a bonus knowledge arcana check for those. Uh, what do we got for the the magical pearl uh, for the spellcraft check? Uh, 22. 22 is not going to be enough. Uh, you, you are reminded somewhat of your pearls of power. How about that knowledge arcana check? 29. Okay, uh, so 
you found 500 gold worth of onyx gems on her. Uh, Uhtred, you would know that onyx gems are uh, most famous in the world of Pathfinder uh, as uh, spell reagents for uh, animating dead bodies into undead. And uh, the silver powder, you're not sure exactly what for, but you know that it's actually silver dust. But you do know that it is also uh, silver silver powder, silver dust is a another common casting reagent, a, uh, an expensive material component. But that is a good uh, that's a, a, a good springboard for I don't think this has come up yet because it's not typically until you get to higher level play. but uh, when we played skull and shackles, it was just kind of assumed that since you guys like went to town so often, uh, that if you ever cast a spell that required an expensive material component, you just kind of decided that we, you know, you retroactively bought it, and you would just subtract that gold amount from your total. In Tyrant's Grasp, you're gonna need that material component on you to cast a spell. So if, like, say uh, nobody in the group can cast like, like Greater Restoration, or even Regular Restoration, I don't think. Uh, but regular restoration requires a hundred gold, I think, worth of diamond dust. So let's say, uh, Randolph, I think eventually can cast that spell. Each time he casts it, he needs to have a hundred gold worth, gold worth of diamond dust on him. I'm not going to let you guys just subtract a hundred gold from your total each time he does it. Cause this is a survival horror campaign. Ha if you want to cast these like extremely useful spells, you're gonna need to plan ahead. Sounds good. Good. I'm not glad for it you sounds guys, good. Uh, not, <laughs> not, not for them. So, I would suggest uh, that you know, like maybe between sessions, you guys take a careful look at what spells you have, what spells you maybe will have access to in the near future. And if they have expensive material components, maybe take a little bit of time and equip your characters accordingly. Yeah, maybe. All right. And uh, so that's everything that the woman had. The Mortic. Uh, it looks like he has uh, a breastplate and a masterwork falchion. Nothing magical. Nothing magical. It's just all him, baby. He was just a big beefcake. Uh, Randolph, do you have a, a headband that grants you a bonus to wisdom yet? I got something sweet. Let me, let me check what it is. While you're checking, uh, I will add that in addition to the, the equipment that these two people are wearing, uh, Uhtred, you would detect that the, the suit of full plate mail on the armor stand in the room is a plus three. Holy full plate. Shit. Really? Its front plate is enameled to resemble the flag of last wall. I have the belt of physical might, but I don't have any headband, so So yeah, that headband uh, of wisdom I think goes to you. Pretty friggin' amazing, actually. Yeah, it is. For some reason I thought my belt was my uh, headband. <laughs> have you been wearing your head your belt on your forehead <laughs> this whole time? Yeah, like friggin' uh, Quail Man. Quail Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what do you guys do now? Uh, this seems I to be the whole way station my that you've on. now. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously, this seems to be the entire way station that you've now uh, cleared. You found that dossier downstairs, but beyond that, it 
doesn't really seem like there's anything else here. Including Doswin Aubrey, who you, is the person you came here to speak to. Yeah. Right. I mean, Rhaegar wants to do like a perception just to give the room a solid once over, see if there's any other clues here other than the two people we just had to kill. Sure. And that's a 24. There's a footlocker, and inside the footlocker you find uh, uh, 75 gold pieces and two garnets worth 50 gold each. But besides that, you don't really see anything else. Uh, well, I mean, luckily this place wasn't too big of a dungeon. I say we uh, go get that guard and head back to town. We need to report what happened here. Oh yeah, that guard. We should go get him. On the lady or the like ogre thing, I don't I don't know if this has actually come up because we were in Rossler's coffer. You just kept saying the cultists of the Whispering Way, but did they have like uh, you know like a symbol that represents the Whispering Way? And do we see that or something similar of that nature on either of these? Yeah, she did have an unholy symbol, and I just rolled an eleven to identify it, but that probably doesn't. Mm. Yeah, she does have an unholy symbol. Uh, yeah, I don't think eleven's gonna do it. I mean, I'll roll religion. I just wasn't sure if they had anything uh, to roll on. I think the only thing that kind of connected all of the cultists back in Roslar's coffer was they all had the same mark on the palm of their hand which you knew allowed them to freely walk through the fog. Usually, like, that kind of, like, an organization, a cult, something like that, they usually kind of have, like, a some kind of symbol, right, so they can identify each other. Uh, so, Uhtred Knowledge Religion check. 22. Uh, you recognize the unholy symbol of Urgothoa, the goddess of gluttony and undeath. I mean, I say that we carry these two bodies back to um, uh, back with us. That's a good idea. I mean, we are bringing back an actual witness to what happened to like a material witness, but it's probably not a bad idea to bring back as much evidence as we can given the reception we got last time. Yeah, that was not a warm reception. Well, my my contact was pretty warm. It was almost enjoyable. Yeah. That's true. But I agree I with Tom's assessment. You. Like, <laughs> it, it would be even more credible, right? Like, we have this guard. These people attacked us. Here's the bodies of those people. And then also the two whites that are downstairs. Like, I feel like the more bodies that we show, yeah. Yeah, like, let's just keep on piling them up here and show you, like, we're not making this shit up. Yeah. No, that is fair. Like, at least bring one of the... One of the corpses of those whites with us to show, like, yeah, there's undead in vigil. What the fuck are you doing about it? Right. We should even bring the, um, like, armament that was piled up. Not, like, to sell, but just to also further be like, look, we found, like, all of your guardsmen. Like, their shit was taken from them. Yeah. Yeah, It's probably, like, uh, standard issue stuff. By the end of this conversation, like, by the end of us going up to this person they should be like it would take a level of arrogance uh <laughs> like Viper not here axel cr- cracking his knuckles <laughs> Just... <laughs> hold my spell book so yeah i think that would be our our game plan start rounding everything up and loading it into the carriage to take back that sounds like a good idea. I definitely like the grabbing the undead because if we just go back with, um, you know, 
the guards' bodies and their armor. <laughs> Be like, look, <laughs> you did it. Like, uh... <laughs> no, what did you do? Uh, like, no, 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 it's the undead and like all this other stuff. Like, right, but you sort of just have the bodies. <laughs> and in this room, there was nothing else, right? Like, even that, did my detect magic like cover in here in the little side area? Yeah, no, you don't detect any other magical auras. If you're really looking to turn this place over, uh, like you walked past quite a lot of uh, I guess I'm a little confused stuff downstairs. I guess I'm a little confused as to why those two like we don't see any of the like the other guards and their bodies, right? And like the fighting looks like it had happened a while ago. Like what were they? They were just hanging out. They were squatting. Mm, no, it's right. Unclear. Okay. Uh, so you guys load up. The two bodies that you killed in here, and what else? Um, at least one of the corpses of the whites. Obviously, we'll take the guard back with us, and like some of the the armor and weapons that were piled up on top of the wall. Some of the ones that look more damaged and battered, like they've you know been fucked up a little. And uh, okay, as a matter of fact, Viper takes the second white as well. Like I said, at least one. We can take right. as many as I you mean, want. But. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Once again, you guys, I'm you guys have a pretty big bodies. carriage, but it's not like... It's not infinite. Yeah. We have a, ba- we have a bag of holding. You're not putting the corpses in the bag of holding. We're putting the corpses <laughs> in the bag of holding. No, we're not. No, you're not. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys pile everything into the carriage, uh, you know, which is a single room. So you're, for the next, like, half hour, you're going to be riding in this enclosed space that has well i uh, we've got rope we got rope we could lash the freaking corpses to the roof oh yeah i guess and rogar will fly alongside just to you know give a little extra space in there all right and uh and this guard rides inside uh but yeah about a half hour goes by and you arrive uh back at the city gates of vigil where where do you where do you take all this who do you go to my contact varvatos eluna varvatos yeah i was gonna say like i want to take her right to Cito maldera the head of the knights of ozum and just be like fuck you see we were right but not looking forward to that confrontation so we'll go to the person that actually likes us yeah i feel like this might be enough to make elena like be like i need to now bring it up and her having more pull than us. Mm-hmm. You also uh, uh, have a, a positive contact in Ranton, uh, in uh, Ralphus Gandry. Uh, he was the one who told you to go to uh, that way station to speak to Dosman Aubrey in the first place. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that was uh, a real great, uh, great help there, Ralphus. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I got got the he, sense he didn't actually have a lot of pull. Well, I mean, he's he's. He's in good standing within, like, he's not, like, terribly influential, but, like, it's one of those, he's got a good reputation. It's the way I kind of got it. So, uh, are you, are you going to, you're, so you're, but you're going to Aubrey? Or, uh, I'm sorry, you're going to Aluna Varvados? Okay, um, well, you, uh, you enter Vigil with, uh, three dead bodies lashed to the top of your carriage, and, uh, you don't quite make it to uh, the Sancta Ayama Day before some city guards stop you. Classic. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. 
a a horse a guard on horseback uh, rides up alongside you and then kind of like cuts off your horses and he says what by Ayamade's light do you think you're doing riding through the streets of Vigil with corpses atop your carriage uh, look over at one of the less insane party members yeah. <laughs> well I imagine I'm probably the only one like outside the carriage other than the ghost that's driving and uh, we would have disguised him, by the way. He would. He would. Be yeah, he's wearing his fedora and trench coat. <laughs> oh yeah. right, right, right. He blends right in. <laughs> I don't know why you just didn't buy him a hat of disguise. Because this is more quiet, fun. you. <laughs> but he can still have that appearance. <laughs> um, use this magical, perfect disguise thing to give him a shitty, like, yeah. fedora and trench coat disguise. They're like both tattered, slightly ripped. <laughs> oh, hail, Captain. We we. We're 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 coming in from the the north the North Gate Road way station. Uh, it it was it was attacked by by someone, and from all from what we've been able to tell, the the uh, the captain there, I, I think her name was Doswin Arbery. She was she was kidnapped. We've got one of the guards that we managed to save in the carriage. He can he can tell you everything. Uh, and the the guard like pokes his head out, and he says. Everything they say is true. Uh, the way station is, is ransacked. You need to send uh, a, re- a response team up there immediately. Please, we need to we need to uh, speak to somebody in charge here. Um, and the uh, the guards say, uh, you know what, uh, Randolph or uh, Rogier, why don't you give me a, a diplomacy check? <laughs> okay. Jeez. Yeah, it's an eleven. Give you assist. Uh, yeah, anybody who wants to uh, nod and go, yup, yup, uh, can give me a diplomacy check to assist. You would think. I can't even do yeah, that. Yeah, right. you would think oh, we God. could. Christ, dude, uh, is so this is supposed suspicious. to be a dungeon crawling campaign, not a political <laughs> intrigue campaign. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Um. Well, the the guard vouching for you. Uh, Rogiar still gave you a, a a decent uh bonus to your eleven. Uh so the the guard kind of looks around like shit, we still have like dead bodies in the street right now. We're in the middle of a festival. Uh and he says, Right, uh well come with me, quick. And he spurs his horse and uh he's taking you somewhere. Alright. I direct Thelias to follow him, I guess. This guy like takes you down the street, and then he, uh, he meets up with another guard, and the guard's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And he looks over at you, he's like, "Oh, what, what is this?" And he's like, "Oh, we we gotta we gotta take him." Uh, they, they said there's, tr- there's trouble at the north North Gateway Station. Like, All right, come with me, and like eventually you have like you, it kind of like repeat that repeats itself a couple times, and eventually you've got like three or four guards kind of uh, leading you along. Uh, Looks like one of the guards is kind of doing the leading, and the others are kind of on uh, like misdirect duty, like just trying to keep like citizens out of the way and like not panicking that there's somebody just riding corpses through the city. <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, they bring you uh, in front of a guard station, and uh, they say, "All right, wait, wait right there," and. Uh, he, uh, and he he runs inside, and uh, a minute later, uh, somebody comes out, and you all recognize Sito Maldera. 
Ah. She uh, she sees you guys, and she does not seem happy. Her eyes travel up to the top of the carriage, and she sees the, the corpses, and she looks back at you all, and she just kind of, like, with a finger, beckons you over to her. Did anybody uh, read that dossier while you were riding back, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I would have. Oh. Mm. I forgot I had it. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, so this, the the information is written by Daswin, and it looks like everything she's written in here, uh, she's done in secret, uh, because it would appear she's tech, it, the, the stuff that she's researching and putting into this dossier, dossier is not technically in her jurisdiction, and apparently she's been warned against pursuing the matter. Uh, ah, jeez. But she, uh, she describes, uh... A nefarious gang called the Six Wise Crows that have been working within Vigil and are responsible for several unsolved acts of larceny. The gang apparently is led by a female gnome named Killebrant, and there is a death priest of Urgothoa named Usundra. Perhaps that is the woman that uh, you have lashed to the top of your carriage. There's an old male human wizard and three other members whom Duswin hasn't been able to identify. The dossier posits that the six wise crows were responsible for creating the forged shield shards and swapping them for the original uh, shattered shield of Arnescent. It includes a map of Vigil with a large red ink mark highlighting an establishment called Bruna's Quality Shields, Smithy, and Sundries. And then above this ink mark, a question reads, Replica Forged Here. Uh, the file is comprehensive enough that you think that it would be uh, pretty pretty, uh, pretty good evidence in your investigation. But you do remember that uh, Ralphus Gandry said that he let uh, a gnome named Killebrant privately inspect the Shattered Shield of Arnescent, and his, uh, his underling at the time... Uh, Doswin Aubrey insisted that the shield had been stolen, but when he went and looked, there it was. But this dossier seems to imply that uh, the Six Wise Crows had like a replica made of the shield, uh, so maybe they did like a, uh, like a like a swap or something. So yeah, Sito, uh, with a single finger, she beckons you over. With a single finger, I beckon over. <laughs> okay. And she's got her arms crossed. And she says, This had better be good. I certainly would not say this is good news we bring. But the Northern Road Waygate has been attacked. And their Captain Darswin Aubrey seems to have been taken hostage. I motion, this is one of the guards from the way station that we were able to save and bring back. We even were able to retrieve some of the attackers' bodies, as you can see. I uh, don't quite yet make mention of the dossier. Okay. Uh, so Sito turns to the guard when you say that you rescued him. Arms still crossed. And she says, name? And this guy is like, he, he seems like he's pretty starstruck that he's talking to the Sito Maldera. And she's like, being like being all intimidating and shit and he's he says uh he says uh, uh Her- hernan hernan and teator uh general maldera uh 
Everything they said is true. And she says, how many people attacked the way station? He says, um, like kind of looks back at you guys, even though you weren't there, but he, and then he looks back at her. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure there was a, there's several of them, maybe a half dozen at least. We found him hanging uh, from the side of the wall. He might not have the best memory for this situation. Why, why would you even say that? Stop Tom? discrediting our witness. Tom. <laughs> Seriously, discrediting. Pure. Stop it. talking. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a madman. Blood in his head. Vipira cannot handle questions. Period. Doesn't matter what kind of questions. It just, she gets all anxious. That's the best. <laughs> no, she she gets more flustered through anger and like just <laughs> nobody even questioned the dude, and you're like, yeah, his memory sucks. <laughs> oh, he was saying I don't know, and I was just like, all right, well, he really you. doesn't. <laughs> so she oh. <laughs> she she doesn't really catch what Vipira said, luckily, because she's just like kind of like doing like tunnel vision with with her own like interrogation of you guys like right now she's focused on uh hell uh she's uh she's bad cop bad cop i guess uh so she turns back to you guys and she says how many intruders did you say you killed how many whites we killed there? two no the whites oh sorry we killed two alive and three undead uh and she turns back to hernan and she says and you and you're sure you don't recognize these people uh referring to you guys he's like um i i don't know uh i don't think so my my memory's really bad cuz i was hanging for a while and uh she says and, and he he says uh, the the people that attacked us they're all wearing uh masks and 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 like crow outfits and so she she turns to you guys and she says i'll be blunt this has been a a pretty smooth centennial, all things considered, except for you lot. You've been poking around, uh, promising that uh, horrible stuff is going to happen, scaring uh, good civilians, and now you come back telling me that this way station's been attacked. How do I know that you weren't one of the attackers? Because we were in town. And what could we possibly gain by attacking the station and coming to your front door? To perpetuate this lie that you've been clinging to. So, so you are the worst investigator I have ever seen. You know that? <laughs> I, I, put a, I, put like hand, the... <laughs> I put a hand on Rogar's shoulder and say, it would be much easier this time to confirm what we are telling you. It's a half-hour ride by horse. Send two men to confirm. Surely an hour worth of your time. If we are right, an hour worth of your time, your men's time, is worth it. As you said, this festival has gone off without a hitch. Why Why not check this out? You want me to roll diplomacy? Yeah, you roll diplomacy, and uh, anybody else who wants to roll to assist can. And I'll give I'll give you another bonus for the the guard corroborating your story. Man, if only Viperia like wasn't so fueled by anger, <laughs> right? Yeah, she is our diplomacy machine, but she's always being. <laughs> I didn't do anything yet. 
I'm just I'm just cracking smiles whenever somebody says that stuff. I've never once rolled a diplomacy out of anger. Um, so with the with two assists, it's gonna bring me up to uh, twenty. Okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I rolled a seventeen on the dice. So, so she looks like she wants to, you know, give you another retort, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe your your evidence and reasoning is making more sense than she wants it to. Right. Like when you're in a fight and you're like, "Fuck, they actually have a good point." Yeah, and she kind of like turns away from you for a second and uh she turns back to you and she looks like she's just like like she looks like she's like a little pissed off that she's like about to say this she says okay i'll send a a rider up to the way station and he'll come back to me and let me know but in the meantime she looks over at all you she says you need to keep your noses clean we're only halfway through this festival and I don't need it to be ruined by false leads and someone jumping the gun on a non-issue. Yeah, and if you don't hurry up, I think this festival is going to end with a bigger bang than you might want. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just told you that I was going to send a rider up. So you can watch your tongue. Thank you. We, we will stay out of trouble. And I kind of, gu- not like guide, but you know, like kind of be like, all right, Rogar. It's time to go. Let's not push our luck. <laughs> I throw a, a stare at Viper, like, don't even make me worry about you. <laughs> Viper's rolls Viper's her eye, giving, and I'm doing just, nothing but he- trying to help this nothing. entire time against the stick guy anyway. <laughs> it's like nothing wrong. <laughs> it's just being preemptive. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the, like, and Viper's like, yeah, fucking told you so. So yeah, I, right, so what do you guys do? Kind of, I kind of corral and collect, and we. Uh, I st- I still want to go to um, Aluna Varvetos. Um, I want to give Although her. Although somehow I don't think we're going to be allowed to take the evidence with us. That's fine. I didn't give her the dossier. Okay. Yeah, so they uh, like she has a couple of guards take the corpses off the the carriage, and they just kind of like get them out of the street you know, into the guard station, where they can figure out what to do with them. But yeah, nobody knows about the dossier. So I want to I want to go to her, tell her what happened, and I'll give her the dossier. I, I have a lot of reservations about why Sito. I understand that, like, you know, you don't you, you feel like maybe, her, like, we're messing with her in some way, but at the same token, like, she keeps saying how flawless this is going off. If someone brought something to you like, hey, I think this problem's happening over there, wouldn't you be like, oh, I got to go check it out right away? Like, It it might start to feel like uh, uh, she doesn't want there to be a problem. Yeah. At the cost and of so not acknowledging. Yeah. Yeah. And then here comes this person's like, there's a problem. There's a problem. And she's she's pissed off at you because, you know, even though you're trying to help she's like it, it's like the the low gaslight you're like fuck you low gaslight like i've got other problems like don't tell me about the fact that my gas tank's about to be empty i'll deal with that later and less Uchard, probably more nick we were also warned that galdeus his, gildeus yeah galdeus's influence was 
present inside vigil so like is she maybe on that side like she doesn't want to hear this because she already knows this and kind of wants to you know keep a cover-up going that's possible too yeah so yeah i want to go to the luna varvetos all right so you turn around to get back in the carriage or are you gonna walk i don't want to well if they've unloaded the stuff yeah they have yeah then let's take the carriage i don't want to leave it there all right. Uh, so you guys are in like a pretty crowded street, and the 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 horse and carriage haven't really been moving for the last five ten minutes. So like, you're like in this like like sea of people at this point. Um, and you're you know in the middle of vigil again, eleven thousand five hundred people, and uh, you like you turn around to go back in the carriage, and you you bump right into somebody, and uh, you look up and you see that it's uh, of all people you're brother ryland and we'll see you next week (laughs) on the inspired incompetence podcast oh boy man see ya see ya see ya